Welcome into an audio-only version of Fourth Down in the Steel City. How are you? I'm Chris Mack. Josh Taylor getting a maintenance day, as we'll call it, in the sports industry and, uh, well, the sports podcast business. Don't forget to follow and subscribe Fourth Down in the Steel City wherever you get your podcasts. Inside your Odyssey app, your free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. All you're going to do is tap those three little buttons up, up in the uh, upper right-hand corner and then follow. That's it. You'll be notified every time there's a new episode of Fourth Down in the Steel City available for you to consume, including, well, this one. And, of course, however you get your podcasts. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Make sure to follow or subscribe to Fourth Down in the Steel City so you do get notified as soon as new episodes are available. Tomorrow, we will have a brand new one looking ahead in more detail to the Steelers and Texans matchup. We will be building the game plan later in the week. Hope to get in touch with some folks down in Houston and hopefully have them on the show as well to inform us of uh, what happened with the Texans, what worked for them against Jacksonville, and what did not work the first couple of weeks, and just how much may they look like what we saw from the 49ers in week one, understanding there was a great talent disparity, but that the coaching with D'Amico Ryans, former Niners uh, defensive coordinator who's now the head coach in Houston, and Bobby Slowick, who used to be an offensive assistant in San Francisco, now the OC in Houston, just how similar will they look? Players were asked about that at length on Wednesday. On Tuesday, I was down at the Mike Tomlin press conference as well as most of the assorted Steelers media, and we asked a bunch of questions. You can only ask the head coach to be as open and as honest as, well, the head coach wants to be, and people are up in arms. I knew this was going to happen. Josh and I talked about it yesterday on a full video version, full-length video version of the podcast. You can go back to YouTube right now, 93.7 The Fans Channel, and check out yesterday's uh post-Mike Tomlin press conference edition of 4th Down in the Steel City to see our discussion about that. But, look, this is two things. One, just first in general, about human behavior in general. If a person is given the option of telling the truth or lying, and lying is the path of least resistance, they will take the path of least resistance, even if it's just a half-truth or a little honest white lie. They will do that more often than not. Sometimes people will do it even though they know it's going to lead to more problems down the road. And that's kind of what Mike Tomlin did. He said his offense had to refine its mojo a week ago after the win against Cleveland. He did it unprompted, by the way. He claims it was after a uh, persistent line of questioning. But nonetheless, here nor there, he was dishonest. And he came out about it yesterday, uh, yet Tuesday, and said, Hey, uh, I'll be honest, I just said that to get you guys off my back. I'm paraphrasing there, but that's basically what he said. And people are up in arms. I can't believe he would be less than 100% totally honest with us. None of these guys are 100% totally honest with us because they're either protecting some level of planning or preparation or protecting a member of their staff or protecting a player or maybe all of the above. They are always going to lean towards less than 100% truthfulness and clarity. Because, to be quite honest, they can. So, I think the sooner we can all get over the mojo thing, being a bunch of hot air blown up our rear ends by Mike Tomlin, the better we will all be. Understand that we go to these press conferences and ask these questions in the hope that we will gain some sort of little nugget kernel of truth that we can extract something from, but we also go into it full well knowing that they may be dishonest with us. 
And that's what happened in this case. Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on today in a brief audio-only episode here of 4th Down in the Steel City was a line of questioning that has been bothering me since he answered it. And it was from yours truly. I, I asked Mike Tomlin about going up against these stacked boxes, right? Five down linemen in some cases. It's happened two weeks in a row now against both Cleveland and Las Vegas. I got the city wrong at first here, but listen to this question. And more importantly, listen to Mike Tomlin's answer. There were instances where Oakland or excuse me, Vegas looked like they were putting the five down linemen uh, up front, much like Cleveland did Monday night. And you guys still ran into those fronts. How much latitude does Kenny have to make a change there? You know, it depends on week to week. Um, you know, why would we have Kenny do it when we know there's five down linemen in the game? So it's not a player decision. Um, it's a coaching decision. Um, you see the defensive personnel that comes onto the field as, you, as you're making calls. And so um, different, different plans week to week about whether we choose to run pass check or run run check or, or just to run it, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but I promise you it's not haphazard. There's always an agenda there. It's not haphazard. There's always an agenda there. I'm starting to wonder if the agenda is just we know best and the quarterback is not allowed to change the play. Because this has now persisted under Matt Canada really since the end of Roethlisberger's career, right? And Roethlisberger, let's be honest, at times would still go out there and just do whatever he wanted to do, right? And it led to conflicts with offensive coordinators over the years, Todd Haley especially. But... Ben always preferred to go to the line and be able to check to something else. And after a certain amount of time, let's be honest, he had earned that because he was a veteran quarterback and he had a great amount of success. So you let him do that. I understand that in the case of even at the end of his career, Roethlisberger only being able to do so much. He wanted to protect him from himself. Maybe he didn't understand his limitations anymore. Okay, we start to pull something away from him. Still give him a menu of options when he's got to check out when there's eight men in the box and five down linemen, right? And even with Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, you still let them go to the line and read what's in front of them. You're not asking them to do too much. You're just asking them to literally count humans. And if there are a certain number of humans immediately in front of them in a range or an area, you say, okay, we've got a pass play to check to in that situation. Here's what it will be. And here's what you will do. You will tap your helmet or uh, swipe across your chest or swipe down your leg. Whatever the signal may be to everyone else, you'll call out a color. I don't care if it's a made-up color. Just call something out. Make up something so that everyone knows we're checking out of the run play that is inevitably going to get stuffed behind the line and leave us in a less advantageous position on the next play. But instead... Rather than allow their quarterbacks to do that, whether it was an experienced yet physically waning Ben Roethlisberger, a new-to-the-program Mitch Trubisky, or a new-to-the-league Kenneth Shane Pickett, they refuse, Matt Canada and Mike Tomlin, because he's Matt Canada's boss, to allow the quarterback to do that. So my conclusion is only one of two things. Either they're just control freaks, and they don't want to allow their quarterbacks to check out to different options, regardless of whether it makes sense or not, I have, I have a hard time believing that. That's not what's best for an offense, any offense, regardless of the level of experience of the quarterback. You're asking him, ask the center to count the number of people if you don't trust the quarterback to do it, and to turn around and say to the quarterback, eight in the box. And then the quarterback can check. I don't, is that what it is? You don't trust Kenny Pickett? Because that's the only other option available here. 
is that Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada don't trust Kenny Pickett to count humans. They don't trust him to count humans and check into a play that will be more advantageous than their running back getting smothered three yards behind the line of scrimmage. Really? In what conceivable world does that make sense? But those are the only two options. And so this is another frustration that I have, despite the offense looking better at times, especially in the third quarter, especially, especially on the Friar Muth touchdown drive. Despite all that, I still have questions. They're about Matt Canada. They're about what Mike Tomlin allows Matt Canada to do with the offense. And I don't think it makes sense to tell your quarterback, relatively inexperienced as he is, that he can't check out of plays in certain situations, including when he comes to the line and there are eight large humans across from him who he can very easily count and see are hell-bent on smothering his running back behind the line of scrimmage or drawing the play out to the sideline or whatever eight men in the box may do against a particular running play that Matt Canada has called. It's infuriating, to be quite honest, and it's one thing that's still really, really bugging me, and I don't feel good about it going forward because I don't know when they're going to start to hand Kenny Pickett the keys. Now, I don't mean the keys to the Escalade, man. I don't even mean the keys to the hoopty that you bought from one of those used car places on 51 for like 800 bucks, man. I'm talking about your kid gets off the bus before you get home from work and all you're asking him to do is take one little tiny key out from underneath the welcome mat or the the plant that's in the pot over there on, on the stoop and unlock the door and let himself into the house and not burn it down. That's all you're asking Kenny Pickett to do when he counts the number of men in the box and checks out to a, a different play. But you won't even let your kid do that. Man, it's frustrating, as you can tell. Tomorrow, an in-depth look at the Texans and what they may or may not try to do to the Steelers on Sunday afternoon down in Houston. Josh and I will also build the game plan from the Steelers' point of view. Just how similar may the Texans try to make things look to what the Steelers saw against San Francisco, and can they really pull that off given the great disparity in talent? Um, A lot to get into on the next couple editions of 4th Down in the Steel City as we step on the gas and push our way towards a Sunday afternoon matchup between the Steelers and Texans. Again, don't forget to follow and subscribe to the pod however you get it. Wherever you get your favorite podcasts, up to and including your free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Be sure to subscribe and follow today and interact as well, especially with the full-length video podcast on the 93.7 The Fan YouTube channel. we got a bunch of great comments and interactions on our two live episodes after the primetime games in weeks two and three. We love it. So please, feedback on the Twitter posts, on the Facebook posts, uh, all of it. We welcome it, we enjoy it, and especially on the podcasts there, however you get them. Leave some feedback because we appreciate it, and we will continue to bring it to you every single day right here on 93.7thefan.com and inside your Odyssey app. Fourth down in the Steel City.